0: Yes, sir, it is The Link Up, minus one. Agent Smith 7 eight could not be here today. Salute to my brother, whatever he is doing, whatever he does. Gentlemen, how are you? Chilling, bro. Beautiful,
1: beautiful. He's enjoying
0: a, a beautiful Sunday in L.A. Yes, sir. I see the sun shining in back there, Creed. That oh, looks Reed, good, man. Creed look
1: like he done got tanned up and shit. mm huh. Starting to get sunny, man. I'm out in these streets, you know, <laughs> these streets a little bit. I got a homie that won't let me stay home. So this day I had to chill and get some work done and link up with you brothers. But typically I'm out in the land.
0: <laughs> That's a good thing, man. If You got somebody out there keeping you productive, though.
1: No, that's good. No, it's it's good to have people like that in your crew, man. Um, what is the saying? Iron sharpens iron, you know, you just gotta have those people around, you know, inspiring, keeping you on your toes too, you know, a little competition. It's not even competition like you trying to beat somebody, it's competing with yourself, but you see excuse me, somebody doing something that's making you like, let me get up off my butt and and be better than I was yesterday because that's really what it is. Yes, sir. That is, that is it. I was going to ask you, Creed, what's like mm-hmm. the hip-hop scene looking like out there nowadays? Well, Oh, what happened on Friday? So I can't go anywhere without hearing Kendrick Lamar. I, I myself have been playing a lot. This is a really good album, not even on front. Um LA is interesting because it's such a transplant city. So it's not like, oh, it's always gonna be I mean, it's kind of who you around, what type of clique you in. I mean now I feel like it's more vibey. Like everything is like very instrumental, vibey. Like every time we go out to places, everything is a little bit more generalized because they almost want to like appeal to everybody, especially like lounges and restaurants and stuff like that. Bars they kind of kind of play a lot of everything, but hip hop. Seeing is is um just really eclectic. That's probably the best way, but which it always been like that out here, I feel like. So it's kinda like the evolution of the shit we saw with black Peas. but then at the same time you got games, same time, you know, it's the same shit. It's the same mm-hmm. type of like hip super hip hop niggas, super gangsta motherfuckers, you know. Um I tend to listen to a lot of Larry June. He's from the Bay. I like more laid-back, chill stuff, but he's not old. He' like 30, so... It's right. a little chill vibe. That's, that, that's kind of the, the key going back to what I was just saying, vibe. It's like whatever is going to... Um, initiate the beach vibe, the chill vibe. Everybody smoking weed, everybody, you know, it's just a real relaxed kind of energy out here. So I think the hip hop scene reflects that. That's probably the best way.
2: Yeah, I thought it was kind of interesting. This is what made me, what made me think of it is uh, I was conversating with somebody conversing, was talking about uh, Chicago's hip hop scene, what it used to be like and Mm -hmm. what it's like now. And, uh, you know, everybody used to go up on North Avenue Subterranean check out the, some of the sets they had going on oh it was what the double door was up there oh, that's you know gone uh, oh,
1: that
2: <laughs> it's quite a few little spots you dig know what I'm saying, so like <laughs> I remember going and uh mob deep was there you
1: know what I'm saying
2: it was you know I am saying Chicago's north side had that thing going on and I, I and I'm, i would suspect it's probably still alive up there, but it's one of the things where it's kind of like dying slowly because the community's not as uh Intertwined in that way, everybody's right. kind of most of the shit's gang related now. You know,
1: I think gang related stuff that drill music is real prevalent in Chicago still, right? Um, here, that's I mean, that's weird because Chief Keith lives here. I actually um yeah. worked with some people in his camp, um, and now I think he probably at least 30, 31, 32, his this point, so. Right. He's hustling and being smart now. He ain't even really on nothing stupid at all. It's with really- all the shit that was happening
0: with him, he, he, you gotta learn to chill the fuck out at some time, at some point.
1: That's, yeah. that's
2: part of having the right team, right? You know what I'm saying? You
0: Keep see, little Dirk talked about. He's like, yo, I can't, I
1: can't move like that no more.
2: I
0: mm-hmm. got, I
1: got people to take care of. I got shit to look out. I got business now. Yeah. So they're older. Yeah. It's nice to see them maturing. Maybe not musically, but at least in their moves, because, I mean, Dark's stuff here and there have a little bit more substance to it than it did probably when he was younger. But, you know, as a whole, I can't really fool with a lot of them cats like that. I'll be trying, but. I need to understand what you're saying a little kind of don't make me feel that old guys. Like that's how they make me feel. So I'll be listening. I was like, what are you saying though? What are you saying?
2: (laughs) I think that's, that's, that's by design, man. It's it's Mm. kind of disheartening, man, because there's so many dope artists out there that could really get off and represent because hip hop is the only genre that does that.
1: Mm. You
2: know what I'm saying? We age out our listeners. We age out our actual artists. And it's kind of like it's it's
1: counterproductive because
2: you can't really that's not a sustainable model. You can't. Well,
1: it's evolved, though, because I think because of our generation, especially and probably like I say generation X to combine with that, they are making hip hop be something that is evolving into something that people older I still listen to like we are because I knew when I heard uh, Biggie on V103 that it was official that I was not in my 20s anymore. And I definitely was in my 30s because they they never played rap music on that station. But I'm going to tell you was, why. I'm going to tell ref- you why
2: that's very niche. Oh, I'll tell you why that's very niche. Hmm. Because a lot of the oldie stations kind of just start adopting things based on the window t- of time, right? So mm-hmm. you're gonna get a lot of rap in those playlists. However, most of the people who just regular listeners, they be listening to whatever the hell the young people be listening to in <laughs> context of like Cardi B, Megan Thee Stallion. I know a lot of fucking 40 something year old women be, be turned up as soon as some fucking Meg or some Cardi come on, like they fucking 20 years old. And then, like, then in the dudes, the dudes be on, you know what I'm saying? They be listening to Favio uh, Foreign and shit like that. They still be wanting to still live out, they they fucking, they they gangster youth or whatever the fuck that is. And, but when you when you take somebody like a, a legacy act, like Snoop, Snoop put out a dope album, you know what, mm. what I'm saying, They're back on Death Row. Yeah. Most of the people who who you would expect to be listening to it wasn't listening to it, even listening to it. Only thing uh, they were listening to is that that popular shit.
1: I can't, you know what, man? I can't even front. I, I listened to that album once or twice, and I didn't really go back to it. But um, I like other artists more. That so that's not a fair comparison either. Because Nas, I, I know I listen to. Every album he put out, multiple. You
0: times. You are a Nas, a Nas fan, but
2: I'm Snoop that's, fan. That's what separates but you from like common people.
1: With Snoop album, in a mm-hmm. way, but I I didn't get bored with Nas's album, and then it's not an age thing either, because you know my my main person I listen to since I'm probably the past ten or twelve years has been Currency, and he my age, he forty, you know, so it's like. I like people that's my age still. I'm not trying to go back. However, the people that I like make music that sound very, very current. Like, even to Snoop, you know, even though I listen to his album a ton, that album is probably one of his best albums in a long time. It's very current. The beats are good. He has some good guests on there. I think he has some young guys on there too, and that works. You know, I mean... People get to that stuff late. Like, I like one of his albums he put out some years ago called Cush. He had uh, Stevie Wonder on there. Was that, that was a good song? one. That was like, a good one. Like, RB vibe to that. So, right. I like
0: that album. Mm-hmm. That was a good album.
1: I just think,
2: like, the quality of what artists are putting out is kind of like, it's stifled by like them trying to. I mean, make obvious attempts. at trying to like cross their line. and Well, I wouldn't even say cross the line, kind of like straddle that fence. So they want to, they want to appear current, but they don't want to sell out, quote unquote. You know what I'm saying? It's just one of those things. Cause some, like, a, a, like me and, me and Ulta had this conversation. Like Snoop is probably the biggest rap star in the world. You know what, yeah. what I'm saying? Like probably hands down, most recognizable. You know what I'm saying? He really ain't, he really ain't compromised nothing because Snoop is Snoop. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And that's just in rap. But then you take anybody who don't have that level of notoriety and fame. Who can take? Can they really take the type of chances and risks that somebody like Snoop take? You know what I'm saying? For that for that opportunity to make the music that they really want to make or that their fans want to hear, mm-hmm. most of them can't. So what they end up trying to do is try to fit in so they can maintain. You know what I'm saying? Budget security with their labels and all that shit. You know what I'm saying? That's when they end up with them crazy features that you didn't expect to see on the album. Mm. You know what I'm saying? They start collaborating with producers you ain't expecting. Expect to, expect to mm. collaborate with they had they had to sell something so they could stay afloat because they got people that eat off of them too.
1: That's true.
0: Creed, why you got your uh, phone turned that way or your camera? Oh, I could turn it back the other way. <laughs>
2: Always gonna get at you, boy. I saw the message in that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I sent him a message so I didn't have to say it.
1: Oh, I didn't even see the message. That's why I was looking away from my phone, my fault.
2: Yeah, man. So all... My bad. Well, it's it's all, bad. Uh, You're gonna get a letter in the mail with a bomb in it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> you cannot put your phone picture, it needs to be wide mode i don't want portrait bullshit okay
0: no man Jesus. i need the landscape i need the <laughs> landscape dog Let's
2: see. Let's see how that shit is. it's moving in the background
0: he's going to get an email with some shit attached to it
2: <laughs> that virus in the email <laughs> shut all your shit down
0: Ooh. hey so we were having this conversation uh, some days ago a day ago whatever and I think partially why I had started is because I know this information, but I don't really talk about this because I can only talk around, talk about it around certain people, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And when I brought it up to this person, they were saying, man, what would have happened if the government would have never bothered the civil rights movement or Marcus Garvey and things like that? What if J. Edgar Hoover would have just went after the FBI? I mean, after the, uh, the Italian mob structure or the Klan? Right. Right? And I presented to them, I was like, did you know or have you ever heard of this uh, history years ago that they were talking about where J. Edgar Hoover was in a brothel? And when he came out, he was he came out with a bunch of men. Oh, that's that's some bullshit, man. People are always making up stuff. I said, well, there's a book about it. Um, There's some articles that you could read. And there's some other information. Oh, man, people are always make it. I was like, guys, this, this is not made up. I was like, you can go to the mob and ask them and they will let you know. They even have uh, a couple of them have come out. And said it already. It was like, yo, we there. Everyone knows that he can't. He, he would go to brothels and come out with men. So
1: there's basically, in, there are
2: pictures of him in
1: women's clothing. Yes, he's yeah. a cross dress. That I knew about the cross dressing. I didn't know. Well, I mean, that kind of makes sense. <laughs> like, one plus one equals two. Meh, meh, meh. But like, um, I'm, I'm connecting dots, but not those two. <laughs> right, <laughs> right out and bop. Um, but no, it it makes a ton of sense. Um, mm-hmm. uh, especially the um, the ferocity that he went at the um black movements and stuff, because it was really to just take attention off of the shit that he really was on. Yeah, you they
0: um. Out, there are articles about it. There are uh, interviews, Wait, the inter- inter- a- interviews with monsters and everything. Right.
2: But the whole time he was a pawn in the whole scheme of things because these weren't all his ideas that he was executing. You know what I'm saying? You don't get you don't get that position and just have ultimate supreme power to
1: make. Money. No, he was still. So just... he's making calls based on somebody else. Yeah,
2: exactly. And the thing about it is the one thing that a lot of people need to really be able to pinpoint is the fact that this was a biracial man that was doing all of this. Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I'm
2: saying? They granted. They granted. That much power and access, so that a black man, by blood, based on their rule, a black man was able to take down some black shit.
0: Yep, because it was a a black man that apparently didn't didn't like himself.
1: Mm. His so gra- he, his
0: grandfather was it his dad or his grandfather and great grandfather were black. Mm. It was yep.
1: That's really interesting. You hadn't heard of this creed. I honestly until a couple days ago, because I feel like you guys brought that up initially. I hadn't heard of that. I never heard of that. Yeah, that I had discussed he was, it. Um actually mixed. That's so weird. Yeah, I have we I was having a conversation with someone and
0: it was like, Oh man, you always going too far, you going too far. I'm like, I'm not going nowhere, but to the information, the yeah, the truth <laughs> or the information that I've been uh, privy to, to come across and I was like if you want to there are articles uh, what's the young man's name or the o, uh, one of the OG's of the mob uh, Michael Franchese he came out mm-hmm. and he, he, he spoke on it he was like yeah everybody knew that Jay Echo who were like man he said the whole mob knew it he said matter of fact that's the reason why he went he left us alone because we had we had his dirty secrets he said we chased him away and he went after he went after the black movement and he broke the shit down mm-hmm. It's, an, it's, what level of hate is that,
2: man?
1: No, no,
2: no. I, I tend not to even try to measure it because there's so many different examples that like self-hate that can go either, that could be an extreme for some people, but I know it's far more extreme cases than what he did. What he did was just a, was just, shit, we see that shit happening in modern day now. So he ain't do nothing. Mm-hmm. That, uh, if anything, he just, he just was an example of somebody in probably the highest executable role to actually do it in public.
1: Uh-huh. You
2: know what I'm saying? We see that shit happening in sports. We yeah. see that shit happening in fucking in the music industry.
0: Yeah. Uh, can we call what he did Meritus Manu Mission? AKA snitching. <laughs> uh-huh. Right, it's because um, in the 1600s that was a there was a form of it where you know the slaves would go tell the slave masters what the other slaves were doing and all the rallies and everything that they were getting together.
2: And I don't even think what he was doing was that because I think he was more or less like to be a snitch. You had to be on the inside, working your way in and out. You know, what I'm saying sending information back and forth. Very true. Yeah, he wasn't disguised with one of us. He wasn't no. and kicking it with us <laughs> like that. He, he just hated us. On, like I want you niggas out of here. Yeah. You know what I mean, he and was I don't the, think people he was for the those ultimate house nigga. He was like, he was the, he was house nigga supreme. For those who
0: <laughs> understand, we're we're talking about a dude who was
2: lighter than me and Carl, lighter than my older sister. That nigga was so damn light; you could see his fucking vascular system at work. <laughs> and we're not
0: saying that as in a, a, a European. We're saying that he was an African American or a biracial that,
2: kid. That nigga was light as fuck nigga, he.
1: That's why he passed for white. Yeah, right. But, but when he now had the hair, yeah, the hair and all that. Because when you, because when that was said, I kind of thought about. It. I was like, his features. He looked like he have some black features in there, though. Like I was watching um, the last episode of Atlanta that was on, and it was kind of dealing with a character that basically could pass but dude i posted that nose man that I was the only
2: on there. Um, i posted on facebook i said this mm-hmm. show is probably loosely based on jay
1: edgar hoover in high school might be, might be. <laughs> no. i don't know what i don't
2: know what his experience was that took him over the edge
1: mm-hmm. to
2: make him say you know what these i gotta get these niggas out of here But this is the type of shit that could happen in high school. I think
1: in that (laughs) time, it was just so much easier to be white. I mean, it was like, I mean, it is now, but not like then, you know, like it was just like to the point where, I mean, it was so many people trying to pass back then if they was like, you know, compared to now where it's I'm black and I'm proud and blah, blah, blah. Still have some resonance, you know, from, you know, the 70s or whatever compared to prior to that, where it was, like, complete, I would prefer not to be black if I could type energy. <laughs> I feel like, I'm just saying, like, if you get beat upside the head just coming outside the house, I get it, you know. I wake like, up every morning mad. Right. <coughs> <White. laughs> you know, fuck, the black ass thing, God damn it, shit.
2: <laughs> wide nose. Sucking up the white man's air. Motherfucker well, waking up. I'm telling you, that's why I said what I said earlier about the whole uh Malcolm X and Martin Luther King shit. Like how like there's a whole there's a whole subset of black Americans who did not fuck with that movement. And they're You're still on. alive today. Yes. Sir. Because they kept their head down. They're like, you know what? These niggas ain't doing nothing but stirring up shit. Now I gotta deal with these crackers at work, and I don't want to hear their mouth. Because these crackers is bothered by the presence and the existence of Martin Luther King and Malcolm mm-hmm. X and whoever the and if hell they else see the me,
1: they gonna thing. ask me questions what about think, it. And all yeah. this—have
2: I heard anything like it's a fucking right. like we got a chain mail going on and shit. We can only,
0: I guess, what hypothesize and theorize, right? Do you
2: think that mm-hmm. J. Edgar Hoover could have been
0: bullied, and that was his reason? His, that was his way of getting back. He might have yeah.
2: been privileged. He might've just been, his family probably been well off and he was meant for that role.
1: Yeah, cause I don't think that he grew up like a black person and there was bullied because he looked white. I don't he think he villain, grew up around no black. Super person, villain no origin story. <laughs> right, yeah, I don't think he was around no black people. I feel like that was what made it easier for him to, do, to disconnect to do all the bullshit that he ended up doing to to black people as a whole. Because if you grew up around him at all, to the extent of what he did, like it would be like, man, you've got to be complete sociopath. I don't think he literally grew up with them. I think it was easy for him to disconnect and be like, Well, my life is better because I'm living as a white man. I can't see what these
2: niggas over here mad about. Right, Right. it's better
1: than it used to be, or whatever. Because that's
2: the same type of talking points you hear now. You know, I'm saying on on social media and shit like that. People be saying similar shit. So, but if they don't have to live
1: that way and never live that hard life, then it's easy for them to have that bullshit ass mentality too. You know. Absolutely, Because these kids sometimes like people <laughs> the other day I was at work and somebody said something so goofy and it wasn't even racial it was just goofy in general and I just looked at them and I was like you was born between 1997 and 2000 wasn't you? And it was like 2000? I was like yep, yep, there you go. Because it's just they don't the lack of context they don't have they don't have like they context think they do. because when we were that age we still had to read we still had to do certain shit to where i think across the board and it sucks because we had less access to shit than they did yeah, they could google go, anything and, and find out to. and they choose, they not, choose to. not to know like we had to go to the library just to go find out some yeah, shit. I know to, you, were, we you had agrarian, to go into like, a building. Yeah, I know your ass was in the library trying to find out the man, shit they all the time. To teach you in school too, because that's how all I the was. Time.
2: All the time, I sitting was there reading, in that motherfucker reading encyclopedias and all this other shit, just digging in. Digging. Remember those
1: encyclopedias? Those don't even man, exist no kids more. these
2: days, man. They on some old. They on some old. I saw it on. I saw a meme, so it must be true. Shit, that's what they on. Like I saw it in a meme, so it gotta be true. And it they had, will base their whole Denzel life on a meme. <laughs> it had Denzel Washington from training that day on a meme. And because he had, he looked so serious, I knew it was real. Or <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And
0: they will base their whole life. It was just a Jim Carrey
2: that. quote. I know Jim Carrey said it sounded like something Jim Carrey would say. What, what movie do you know Jim Carrey from? I don't know. I ain't old enough to know.
1: Right, because he ain't made no movie for their ass in so long like they gonna say Sonic. (laughs) You know what I
2: mean? (laughs) Maybe Eternal Sunshine. Maybe.
1: Nah, that's too old. That's too old now. They was toddlers and couldn't watch it because it was rated R. They
0: was was five years old at that point,
1: wasn't they? Damn, man. It's crazy like thinking about and I mean for me more so because I don't have any kids but like The years that we was running around just kicking up dust in the early when we was young, like it's whole ass people that was born then that now we dealing with now. they got opinions. Ridiculous. And they got opinions. (laughs) And their opinion is based on everything being able to get dropped in your lap as soon as you fucking want it. They had computer everything from day they one. They don't, they don't
2: even know a life without a motherfucking smartphone. Man, it is like not understand what life was like with a flip phone.
1: That's crazy. <laughs> because think about it: the first real smartphones came out in maybe like the mid 2000s so maybe two thousand five four. Because I think I had a sidekick in two thousand and six or something like that. And that was a smart phone. <laughs> a yeah. Son- yeah, I had a when couple did you know? I, had two I remember phones. that shit, I had two That's crazy. crazy. I had two. Like,
2: That's and crazy. What's crazy. It's like if you had a, a Blackberry, phone. the Blackberry at the time was the iPhone of the time. This That's motherfucker that. got me on a
0: Blackberry.
1: Yes, I love my Blackberry. <laughs> I love
0: that fucking phone. I was doing all type of trapping on that phone.
1: Tell Black and then Berry we were on the uh um blackberry that, messenger,
0: yes sir. We these, ourselves, kids, we we these kids this these not even
1: understand
0: yo, we was doing all type of shit with them phones, man. <sighs> yo, uh that that was a great era of the phone of the blackberry, and then you moved you moved onto the iPhone, right? And then I got one later.
1: Uh, I got an iPhone on the five. I think so. That was in like twenty, what eleven or twelve or some shit.
0: Oh, so I was ahead then because I, I had one earlier. On, I right? think you
1: might have had one before me, but you was weird and you had two phones for some reason for a long. I think you still might because you were damn. Anyway, uh, are <laughs> you like? Don't be telling my business. (laughs) (laughs) Podcast. No, it's cool. Talk your shit.
0: No, I I still have two phones for those who are listening. I still have two phones. I I have an uh, iPhone and
1: I have a Droid. So um, I think because of that, I didn't even realize you had an iPhone at first because I was just interacting with your Droid number at first and then I got an iPhone and then your shit started coming up blue on there, and I was just like, all right. I caught up. I caught up with
0: technology. I figured out what to do and how to do it.
1: Mm -hmm. I mean, I like iPhones because of their simplicity and the complexity of my life. I need something that just works without me modifying a bunch of shit or doing this or that. It's just very intuitive. And same for (laughs) their computers and stuff. So. I'm pro Apple.
0: Yeah, I understand. I, I'm I'm I like both of them though. With the droid, I get to like a lot of the videos y'all see me post. That comes mm-hmm. from me using a droid. Mm-hmm. That comes from me going into the app or going into the camera, whatever it is, and mm-hmm. the, the photos and all that, and putting the shit together and, and putting mm-hmm. the stuff out. It comes it comes from the droid. Like I can't mm-hmm. necessarily do that with my iPhone unless I download a bunch of extra shit.
1: Mm-hmm. But it's like the native stuff can do certain things easier, yeah. basically. Okay,
2: yeah, I go on there. It's I, just crazy though, like how that conversation is what it is, but the whole time both of them share tech. They do, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, because you know that's like
1: supply, Apple camera, that yeah, makes yeah. a camera for the iPhone. Mm-hmm.
2: You know what I'm saying? It's interesting, it's just it's wild to me because, like, from a consumer's perspective, people who aren't necessarily having this conversation. It's more it, it's not even based on anything other than like just the the tangibility Process. of saying, yeah, saying I got what I prefer. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Versus uh somebody who has a technical application that they that they rely on to make their purchase worth it. Yeah.
0: Exactly. The stupid exactly. conversation that bothers me about it is when they say, Oh, you you broke if you ain't got no iPhone. It's like what? Because all
1: Androids be pretty expensive if you get certain ones. If you yeah. want one with all the same features iPhone, get you gonna maybe save a hundred bucks, maybe I it's, mean, it's at, just like
0: twelve hundred dollars,
1: right? So it's the same as their iPhone. So it just depends on what you want. I know for me, I like the camera shit to work real smooth and easy. Uh, I like the video aspect, all of that for me it's cool, you know, it works simple i mean and and it fits
0: well with what you got going on too i think that's right i mean i got a fucking
1: max
0: studio all
1: this bullshit so it's like i even
0: even let you hold the 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 galaxy one time i was like look what is all this stuff and he was like no this goes like that keep this right here and i left it alone i never changed it after Mm -hmm. that He's like, no, this is your white balance. This is 4K. You don't need that. Keep this over here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I
1: remember that. Yeah. 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 Once I, because the camera is a camera. Once I was like in the little center, I was like, oh, okay, this, 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 that. you know, so if I needed to go back to that or switch to that, like, that's probably what I, I would go Samsung. I feel like they probably make the best. Android phones. And I, I haven't seen nobody really compete with them as far as it's that. dope. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's the only, dope.
2: The, the, the next one down would probably be an LG, but Samsung mm-hmm. is like really like king king of the hill. Like, okay, I've Android. been I've been having a note since since I left Blackberry. Okay, you know what I'm saying. And that's probably like to me is like just walking around with a fucking computer in my computer.
1: Pocket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah The only thing
0: about the LG phones is that, at least from my experience, because I had one of those too, is that the battery would burn out real, like Mm -hmm. real bad when you're using it. It would just burn out. Like with this Galaxy, I rarely ever have an issue unless I'm like working. Like if you see me posting a bunch of shit on Instagram or or Facebook or whatever, you know that I'm working. You know that I'm burning, I'm burning up that battery. All right. All right. My next question to you guys is this. do you guys have a line of disrespect that people can cross?
1: Mm, you know what? This something just happened recently. Ah. Um, so now I know what it is. I might not have been able to answer this question as easily, but I think for me. If I'm passionate about something and somebody questions me in that moment of me being passionate about a thing, say it's something having to do with my craft, my art, something like that. And the critique is not based in any validity, it's very like opinion based. It's not like, oh, this could be better if you did XYZ because of this this and that like giving me reason if it's just like oh i don't like this it's like "Mm, but if you don't know how to do what i do then i'm really looking at you sideways because it's like to critique something somebody's doing and not be able to do it yourself and not have anything to back up what you're saying you basically just look stupid so that's for me yeah, no, no, let them finish. Let them right, finish. Yeah, that's that's for me. Like, the uh, a, a disrespectful thing for me is to like question my ability and like not trust my ability when you've seen it over and over again. I think that's probably like the in a nutshell what I'm trying to say.
2: So, the uh, the so let me, let me figure out how to phrase this. So, a person, uh, not understanding the, the, the mechanics of what it is they're critiquing mm-hmm. has been,
1: their opinion is invalid if to me unless you curate something on that level and you can really give me a, a, a point by point reason of your critique if it's just like i don't like this and it's very opiniony it's not like anything based in any concrete standard i'm going to look at you weird especially if you can't do what i do
2: I feel you. so i was just asking because i kind of view it from a from a different perspective i view it like i don't know what anybody's uh experience is and whatever it is they're critiquing me on so i don't mm-hmm. i don't care either way you know what i'm saying like if a person tell me they don't like a piece of music i created if they tell me they love it you know what I'm saying? Because where I view it is, like, I, I don't know how far back their their experience goes in it. All I know is they're just giving me their point of view. You know
1: mm-hmm. what I'm saying?
2: Because I'm not going to ever have the conversation. So tell me how you know know anything about this. Right. You know I'm, I'm just not going to have that conversation. If they want to talk about it, then that's fine. But if we never had that conversation, I'm just going to assume it's, it's, it can go either way. But, yeah, for me, my line... Uh, of acceptable disrespect
0: yeah what's the line of disrespect that you that people can cross that's a, a violation
2: Dude, it, with me it could go it, it could be anything bro because I'm just so the way I am it's like I'm I'm constantly listening for tone and and, and, and reason. All of this shit. I'm like, when I'm when I'm having conversation with people, when I'm watching them approach me, all of this shit, I'm like, I always, it ain't, it ain't that I'm apprehensive about disrespect because I don't really give a fuck like that. But I'm always, I'm never going to assume that it's a threat right off the bat, but I'm going to always be like ready just in case because sometimes people just be disrespectful for the sake of it nowadays.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: You know? It could be like, you could be in the fucking grocery store and work in the fucking, uh, the self-checkout and the security guard come up and want to try to help you, you know what I'm saying? I might look at that like, what the fuck you helping me for?
0: I think for me, it's this family. Once you start harping on family, the same way the whole Chris Paul, that's the reason why I bring it up, the Chris Paul situation where the guys, mm-hmm. were, the guys were in the stands, yeah. right? Chris Paul said it, Shaq said it, uh, and Chuck said it. Disrespecting me or my family or putting your hands on my family, that that's the line. For me, and, and I totally agree. Once we get to that, I'm not letting you walk back across that line. I'm not letting you walk back across because I owe you now. I owe you. You ha- you didn't have to bother them at all at any point in time. All your all your anger and frustrations could have been geared toward me, and we could have dealt with that. But once it gets to disrespecting the family or putting your hands on the family, we- we're done. We're done. I owe you an
2: ass whipping. It would be nice to believe that that should be, that should go without saying, but we live in a completely different time where some people ain't raised, I won't even say wasn't raised to be that way, but some people are just so, people are like 100% apathetic now. You know what I'm saying? And they Mm kind of like come in, gloves off, just feel like they should be able to say and do anything they want to say and do without any type of repercussions. Mm -hmm. But some people just need to be punched in their face. Yes. And Mike yes.
0: Tyson, Mike Tyson exhibited that. And he let mm-hmm. motherfuckers know y'all keep crossing these fucking lines like they don't exist. And some of y'all just need to be punched in y'all fucking face. Yeah, I I different. see people do that shit all the time. And it's like, I know no one's ever done you no harm because of the way you the way you carry on.
2: Mm-hmm. And the crazy part about it is it's like it's it's easy. It's easy to feel like you know what I'm saying you the you the, the king of the hill. You get to say whatever the fuck you want to say whatever when you're in the safety of a bubble, but when that bubble breaks, you know what I mean? What happens? You know what I'm saying? When that when 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 Chris Paul break the fourth wall on your ass, then what? You know what I mean? <laughs> the yeah, season you, just, night, you, just... you went from a spectator to to being interactively punched in the mouth. You know what I mean? <laughs> like the game is over, bro. You can't. getting getting
1: twisted like people are these damn like little characters they play in these commercials because chris paul looks like a very pleasant nice black man on his little state farm commercials but if you ask anybody who play in the nba they will tell you he be talking the most shit he's kind of a dickhead like he ain't the one So
2: Michael Jordan was perceived as being the most easily approachable guy. (laughs) Mm -mm. When Jordan when Jordan was in his prime, people viewed him as such the nice guy, the most approachable guy. And now the biggest conversation is how big of a dick he was to everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, you cannot assume Mm -hmm. nothing about these people, man. I agree with the family thing, bro. It's like, yeah, I agree. Because especially like when you when you put your life in front of it all, so you can be the breadwinner, or you can be the mm-hmm. one to help. You know what I'm saying? You you, you doing this for them. Mm-hmm. You know they vulnerable right. to, you, they vulnerable to all your abuse to all the things that come through you. Right. You know what I'm saying? The abuse that's meant for you, all the criticism and shit, they ain't supposed to absorb none of that. They ain't never supposed to come right. And then you got somebody in the crowd decided, hey, here's an easy target. This will get some get a, a reaction out of him so I can go viral
0: (laughs) yeah and then a situation with mike tyson right where where the guy continues to bother him mike shakes his hand gives him a, a dab or whatever it was that happened whatever the exchange was then mike proceeds to sit back down and mind his business he takes some shrooms i think he offered the guy some shrooms and told the dude to chill out yo my man just chill out sit in your seat and chill out and next thing you know mike is slapping this guy around in his seat and I tell people all the time. They say, "Oh, Mike didn't have to do that." I was like, "You know what? Some people don't understand what it is to cross a line of disrespect. They never, they never understood they don't even what that
2: know was." they've done it, so sometimes you got to let them know they did it.
0: <laughs> and that's all it is. And I keep, I say, man, six. We had this conversation over and over again. You guys know I, ha- I have, I have a line. If you have crossed that line, trust me, at some point I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you. You just, you just don't know it yet. I'm gonna get you. You just don't know it like you you're across the line and i'm gonna keep you there and you're not going to be able to walk back across you can't continue to disrespect people and think nothing will ever happen to you mm-hmm. that's not the way this shit work and I, I get it six i get it we come from a different breed we come from a different type of a different generation a different uh cloth if you will a different fabric that ain't that that's very rare out here but Dude, you can't just be out here. Oh, what one man said, an entertainer said. You can't be out here, all willy nilly, just saying whatever the fuck you want out your mouth.
2: No, all that shit. People respond
0: right to now. that shit differently. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. exactly. And this is why, I like um, the big, the big conversation about comedians saying what they want to say and move how they want to move is such a, a topic because on both ends, you have people who just don't get it. They don't bro, and that, and it's just
0: it's crazy, like where do we get to how do you get to the point where people think that it's okay to lash out at people verbally or it's okay to run on stage when people are doing comedy sets or whatever this shit none of this shit is cool, no none of this shit is cool, and people don't get like you are violating my space by doing yeah. this, you are violating, and because you are violating i now you are giving me the access and the say-so to put you back in a place where you need to be.
1: There is, um... yeah. The whole situation was funny style because it's like, you know, who who has the right to go up on stage and smack? It's so many times Camino said worse shit than Chris Rock said and did not get hit in the damn mouth. Yeah. You know, so it's like... Huh. Or the yeah, or that, that, oh, that, uh, the other one, the Dave Chappelle shit. Like, why are you guys? Oh, not you that guys? was ridiculous. What? And, that, and I, I was so disappointed when I saw that I was a black person. I was like, bro, like, what is you doing, man? Like,
2: that's that. That's, the, that's the homogenization. They they've homogenized all of these different. Travels of thought, all these different Mm -hmm. patterns of thought that people because these conversations are all happening in real time, right? So Mm -hmm. he identified with something that made him feel like clout was the best path to whatever outcome he was trying to get. Mm -hmm. See what I'm saying? These types of things happen because everybody's having these clustered fucking conversations. Nobody having no real, nobody, nobody speaking no truth. No accountability is being added. You know what I'm saying? If you don't agree with somebody. Talk your points, call them, let them know. Like, look, this is a conversation. This conversation we have and this is how I feel about it. Let's have it, let's talk about it. Instead, people are saying, Well, I don't you don't agree with me, you're wrong, you're blocked. We're gonna kick you out the room, we're gonna blah 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 blah. You see what I'm saying? Nobody's ever actually just listening to anything that they don't don't agree mm-hmm. with to figure out why they don't agree with it. So you canceled, You You canceled man,
1: took the words out of my mouth, man. Cancel culture. You know what's interesting, and and just to kind of piggyback on what you were saying, Six, people have been canceling people out of their life since this social media explosion, kind of before it was happening publicly. That's why it started happening publicly, because it was already happening on a smaller scale. So it just... And the
2: like-minded people decided, hey, this is how we handle this. Again, Mm -hmm. that's another echo chamber. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've never, I don't subscribe to cancel culture. I never look at somebody and say, we need to get him the fuck out of here. That has never been my thing. So therefore I would probably mm-hmm. never be privy to those conversations in those groups, in those rooms. Right. But there's whole groups on Facebook dedicated to that. Like, uh, what's that page? Uh, is this your man, sis? Where, <clears throat> where chicks be airing out niggas that they meet and finding out whether or not this nigga got a man, I mean, a chick at the crib. wow. <laughs> You know what I'm saying, and they—that's a whole, that's a whole thing. So they basically say, "Wow!" And and let's say this nigga, let's say this nigga really ain't with this chick, but this chick already got it out for him, so she gonna say, "Yeah, that's my man," and fuck up his whole Mm -hmm. reputation online. Mm. This is, you know what I'm saying, and that's just on that. um,
1: That's what Johnny Depp dealing with, and look where this is going. It's a whole, (laughs) yeah, ridiculous trial, now. we live in a we live in a very strange
2: time in terms of the way we use this technology. Like, well, imagine this technology being like a, a gift handed down by some some our future selves. We decided to like try to advance our, our society by passing down social media. We we're like, you know what, this will get us where we need to be. And, and they, they they passed it down the wrong timeline. They passed it down to the, the wrong fucking dimension and <laughs> gave it to the dumb fucks. <laughs> all we want to do is share porn and, <laughs> and, and drag each other. That's it. We're using, the, the, we're using social media for memes, uh, liquor recipes, yeah. and TikToks. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
2: Instead of that advancement. <laughs> right. Nothing useful. You would think that all these motherfucking brilliant minds would come together on social media, and there'd be at least 20 groups all about how to how to break the chains of fucking the federal government being in your business instead. <laughs> we give them more reason to be in our business.
0: <laughs> more, more, more food, more food reservoirs, you know, I mean, uh, getting rid of food deserts in the black community. Not I mean, nothing like that.
2: Nothing like that. We don't be like, hey, you want to get off the, you want to get off welfare? Here's ways to get off welfare. You ain't never got an answer to the government again. No, never that. All you see now is motherfuckers posting, hey, hood is uh hold an open house for people who looking for a place to stay you know what, I'm saying? what the fuck
0: all you gotta do is have your cousin come down there and limp on one leg like he got something wrong and he might <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker got a bunch of motherfuckers down in the line like
2: you know what i mean hit him in his hit him in his solar plexus and when he go down there he'll he'll fit right in Get that check Shit is crazy, man. And yeah, man. It's like and they perpetuate. People don't realize it either because they're so used to that 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 cycle. And it's it's all like it's it's, it's subliminal in a way. So people perpetuate the very thing that's holding them back and never really pay attention to all, all the cues that's showing them that it's a trap. So they just, all they do is just keep on feeding that same misinformation to they, to their kids and their grandkids and they become mm-hmm. deeper and deeper in that 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 generational cycle of bullshit. idiocracy but then they want to call it generational curses it ain't no curse bro they it don't this this ain't spiritual this is just common sense what you're doing right now is just laziness it's pure laziness you've been taught to be lazy hmm. i mean this is this is it go deeper than just bad education at this point because your first bit of education come from home like yeah. believe it or not the first things you learn you learn from home yeah so yeah so, you can blame the school system, but the motherfucker who somebody is supposed to homework? be raising
0: your ass, though.
2: Yeah, exactly. That motherfucker supposed to be checking your homework, supposed to be asking questions about the assignments. That's how you know that the assignments, these motherfuckers getting taught anything because they come home and the, and the parents never even fucking question the assignments no more. No, why? Because the parents ain't even checking the homework. <laughs> the y'all y'all even re- looking at it. They do don't even want to be bothered.
0: Do y'all remember our social network growing up? Y'all remember that shit? In order for me to go hang out with Six and Creed, my mom had to come and see your mom. Conversations had to be. Had. Boy, they had to know each other, and your then from those conversations, yeah, from there, your mom, my mom, your mom could decide on if we were good, if they were if the parents were decent enough to let the kids run in that circle. Mm-hmm. Now they don't even have that shit. Nope. nope. And and the crazy part is when I go to meet like different different people that are hanging out with like nieces or nephews or or kids that I consider nieces and nephews. When I do that, they, they they're offended. They're like, why are you all in my business? I'm not all in your business, baby. I want to know who these young men and women are hanging around. Like they, I want to know, I want to know what, look, I get up, I go to work. I want to know, I want to know who y'all are and what y'all do all day. You know what I mean? Well, I ain't working right now. I ain't been working for such and such. And that's fine. I just need to know who my family, my relatives are hanging around. That's all I want to know.
2: I might be able to save your life. You might be able to you might tell me who they are, show me who they are and I might know something about them you didn't know. <clears throat>
0: you know there may I mean? be a job that I could help you get or something like that. You never know, but our social network is totally different from the one they have now or the lack thereof. Here's another question I have. Would the person you were as a teenager be the person that could they be proud of the person you are now would they be proud of the person you are now was mm, that too
1: so. far I mm. think so I mean I'm sitting that I said that I was gonna do then so I think that helps
2: <laughs> um, I think I think my younger self would be impressed with me. I think okay, so my, too. I think my myself would be self. able
0: to hug like, yo. I trust this dude
2: right here. I trust. I try, I can trust this guy. Yeah. And my 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 younger self would be like, would look at like the 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 man I am, the father I am, and all of that shit, and then kind of like yeah, at least have some sort of confidence moving forward. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, my life. Didn't turn out all shitty.
0: Like I could trust, I could trust this version of myself with my younger self. Like this is like, all right, this dude, this the, the guy I'm now. Like, look, this is what you need to do to make sure that you're successful. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. This, this oh, is okay. everything.
0: And,
2: and I would even, I would have an honest conversation. Like, this is what before you feel too impressed with me. This is where I fucked up. This is what not to do. This is what to look out for. Oh,
1: yeah. You know what I'm saying? You agree, Creed? Oh, same. Yeah. I mean. I think that a lot of the things that I had in my mind that I wanted to try to do and accomplish, I'm either in process or accomplish some of those things. And then, like Six was saying, I definitely would be like, yo, try to not do this or that. You know, it's always pitfalls you can avoid and be better. But um, as a whole, I feel good. No, I feel good. And I'll feel good about the person I am and how my younger self will feel about me. So
0: or I, I, I am too, man. I,
2: I really, really am. And I'm I'm pretty hard on myself typically. I am so, too. So that right there says a lot to actually ask that question and make me look back, like you know, I always been tough on myself. So to see mm-hmm. you know what that's saying? the
0: reason why I say it because I always think back like could the younger version of you be proud of who you are now?
1: Mm-hmm. I, I know you're
0: proud of yourself right now, but in the moment of thinking back, the things that you needed as a kid, with this version of you be able to help? Right? Oh, yeah,
1: definitely.
2: I and think it's interesting, though, because a lot of people don't have that level of self-reflection. They can't really look at mm-hmm. themselves in that perspective and have an honest conversation about it because a lot of people are they are afraid to look weak.
1: Mm-hmm. You
2: know so they're going to always, like, I had to really, when you asked that question, I was, I had to really think about like my ups and my downs, you know what I'm saying? My win, my my losses and my gains and shit like that. And just had to really be have, be honest about it. I'm like, you know what? Shit it ain't bad at all. And like, where I, you know what I'm saying, as many times I done stumbled in life and where I landed, mm-hmm. a lot of people can't really say that about themselves because they don't, they're not willing to hold the mirror up and just really be honest about decisions they made or, you know what I'm saying, where they are in life. Some people, and I kind of think from a from a just being pragmatic about it, a lot of people just are more geared towards like getting that dopamine release. They gotta feel good about something. Mm-hmm. You know As opposed to just saying, you know what, I got a lot I could still work on. I'm pretty proud of where I'm at, but I got a lot to work on. A lot of people ain't gonna say I got a lot to work on. No, I got a lot to work on. Nobody ain't nobody you perfect. No, that old shit. no, I got I got a lot to work
0: on, but the part of me and 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 I would go if I could talk talk to a younger and that's why I always try to when I do talk to the to the young men and women I always say don't lose the I don't give a fuck attitude right. just just apply it to something that you're trying to be successful at and keep that let that fire burn through your inspiration <laughs> to do better and be better and, and achieve goals don't right. lose that keep it for that. Right. But you just to that. to to walk around every day, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck, and, and not ever apply yourself and and not ever care. Like, don't do that. Be responsible. Be accountable. But mm-hmm. use that use that shield of I don't give a fuck to get you to where you're going because it helps. them, but right. it doesn't help to just be a reckless human being out here just doing all type of crazy shit. And right. I, and and again, that's the reason why I asked you guys that because I know. I'm a reflective person I think I think you guys know that um, I also the person I am now is 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 more chiseled and, and, and a better shaped person a more equal person than the guy that will probably crush a lot of these people' ears together a few um, years ago you know so um, from from getting to that point to where it's
1: dark outside
0: oh yeah and it still will it still will salute <laughs> to my cousin, salute to my cousin Ryan and Dakota. who had had to talk me off the bridge uh, not too long ago because the shit was, it was going to get real nasty. It was going to get real nasty. Um, But, uh, oh, I think Six know about it too. But it was going to get, it was going to get bad. It was going to get bad. But to be able to realize like, dude, I'm doing this to a person that's probably a punk. Because the fact that you're pushing the wrong buttons and you have no idea that, this is this this is about to go bad for you and not me like you have no level of understanding and awareness so it's it's i uh, I'm appreciative appreciative of the moments where I can sit back and go yo you're so much better than where you were because you would have hit that guy he would have hit the bar passed out and probably died
1: patience and wisdom in getting older that's all yeah yeah yeah
2: actually just having that having that clarity of, of, of thought to be able to discern whether or not it's even worth the time.
1: You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying?
2: We used to be so impulsive when we were younger. You know what I'm saying? We kind of start weighing a lot of things, especially taking a few L's in life or not even necessarily taking L's, but like really facing some challenges in life, make you a little bit more self-reflective. Kind mm-hmm. of make you just start looking at things, becoming more self-aware. And like, you know what? I know, I know me. I know how I handle these types of situations. It hasn't been the most healthy. Let me fall back. And I'm
0: having enough patience just to to make sure that I can get up out of here. Because if I don't, I'll feel like I'm backed into a corner. And once I feel like I'm backed into a corner, I I strike out. I'm a goddamn gaboon viper. I'm a goddamn gaboon viper on the African forest floor. And you can't see what's about to happen to you. I'm about to fuck you up. <laughs> yeah, put a put an end to a lot of these motherfuckers, real quick. Very quick. Six and I don't think they'd be getting it. Like, yo, you you're one, you're one punch away from
1: destruction.
2: One yeah,
1: punch is, away. Yes. It one okay. punch, man. Have you seen that one? I, I, every time I see that, it made me think of you. I would be like, "That's mad ass. You get his ass mad. He just fucking punched you one time. it would be it." Sick.
0: God bless us, though, man. That the version of me that was that—that that was, you know—and it wasn't just one punch. Like it was the punch that followed after that that was even worse, you know. But um, yeah, I did start watching that, but I, you know, other shit started coming up, so I got away from a one punch man. Um. But it was, it was it was it was it was decent from what I was seeing. Motherfucker worked out so much until he was able to throw one punch and hurt motherfuckers that bad. I was like, God
2: damn! That's Not op as hell. He op as hell. <laughs> 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 that nigga op as hell.
0: I was like, Oh shit! I was like, In a nigga ball. Okay, cool.
2: <laughs> You're like so nigga. Like what? What? What kind of fight do you have with a nigga that could do that? <laughs> None. None. <laughs> like, and you look like a pussy. You bring a gun though.
0: <laughs> but that—that's that, why. You, again, that's why. I, if people would just shut the fuck up and mind their business, because you, what are you gonna do when a dude like that hits you and he jars your rib cage and you don't in your spine? die?
2: Yeah,
1: that's it one punch man?
2: All right, one. So. Hey, if it's two punches and he ain't doing as
1: good as he, or whatever. your punches just to uh, make you die or some that's shit. I don't know.
2: That's extra seasoning. That's all. Right. It's, it's, it's just because you season. still.
1: It's just because you still standing there. You don't know that you did. See, that's how you know one punch man is not black. Because if it was a bite, it'd be two punch man. Because the second punch would just be for good match sauce. <laughs> <laughs> that should be sauce.
0: I would be two punch man. The first one is gonna get you out right, of the next one. Is just me adding some flavor to that bitch. <laughs> you know, but man. um. I had another question for you guys and I forgot it. Uh-oh. I forgot it. It happens, though. The conversation is going well.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Are there lessons that you guys learned from music? What, did the hip-hop music that you guys listen to wow. teach you guys anything? So many. Oh. <laughs> as long as you got something that you learned from it, because, you know, a lot of times okay. they think that all the, all the music we listen to is uh, we just be trapping. And well, bags I and feel
1: like our generation especially definitely i mean shit one of the first songs i thought of when you asked me that when you asked us that rather was um scarface um never seen a man cry till i seen a man die like that song was so real from a standpoint of like not glorifying the game like they always try to do. You know, it's just like, oh, we out here. Like, no, 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 this is how it actually goes, you know. And that was a, a song that came out when I was pretty young. Not that I was wanting to be out there trapping and dapping and all of that stuff, but just to even have cautionary tales that were legitimate, not just like, some fluff like it was real it was like yo this is how it would go down not no down with dope bullshit you know whatever stuff but just like what it really is And you can make your decisions based on giving the information on what it is but that i mean shoot so many lessons um I've learned about historical things and looked them up because somebody's mentioned something in the line. Like Nas was one of those guys. Um,
0: like the Greeks in much, Egypt learning something deep
1: from their teachers. from their teachers. Um, Gangstar, I know you don't like Google, but he just said stuff that made me have to go look up something here. And there too. I oh, mean, it's just. You know, a lot of older brothers trying to impart some knowledge to they know younger brothers listening to them. And and that's something I feel that's missing in this generation hip hop a big way, because even guys who was 21, 22, 23 understood that it was somebody 12 that was listening to what they were saying and they needed to give him something. And not just you know candy as it is, you know, give them some actual substance to work with. Like tribe, oh my god, like we we was blessed, man. Yeah,
2: I remember uh, listening to a lot of BDP, Public interest. Yo, um, I remember first time really just listening to Black Steel in the Moment of Chaos, and listening to uh, Can't Trust It, and you know, what I'm saying all these different records that kind of had a this this heavy impact to him you know what i'm saying hell when cube used to do a lot of writing for nwa that was mm-hmm. when they was putting out their conscious records and shit yep and uh i remember uh like having having an actual perspective like on male female relationships based on i ain't the one and i was you know what I'm saying back then you know, what I'm saying you're a young book you know you ain't thinking about girls like that and that i context. ain't the
0: one I'm, I'm sorry, and, keep going. And
2: when he started talking and I, as an adult, I started looking at it like, you know what? As, as, I um, did it.
1: As,
2: yeah, I get it. I see where you're coming from with it now. It's like It was almost like predictive because women back then weren't nearly as hypergamous as they are now. So it kind of have a different context. And then I was like thinking about other songs I was listening to back then, man. Like songs that just kind of like gave me some context as to why the hood was the way it was. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, yeah. nowadays, I if it does exist for the younger crowd, because most of these records ain't made for us, they go back to what we were talking about earlier.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: it's Probably be, it ain't as many as we had back then. We had tons of them back then. Yeah. Like, nowadays, you got like, on the mainstream level, you've got maybe two of them, three of them. And then like, I don't know what the underground looked like in that context, because all I ever hear about is the drill shit or... Ugh. Well, you know what I'm saying? I don't really hear too much about like the the earth gangs and shit like that. Really yeah. put
1: it like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a few. I mean, it's always going to be like this sub culture of something with some substance, but it's been far too long that that's like a subculture and not the main thing. I can't, I mean, mention the tribe de la soul, which early 90s it was kind of the last time that that was in the forefront of what hip-hop is like everything since then been some type of gangster element weaved into it there's been a couple exceptions Kanye was somebody that Love him, I hate him. He created a lane for people to not be that anymore, which was good. So I think a lot of good music came from that out of other artists, too. So, Oh, damn, it looked like the... um... Hey,
0: don't mention it. Don't say. Don't you do that. Don't age the episode. Don't age it. I know what you was about to do. Don't age the episode. Don't you (laughs) age it. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, it looks bad, but... (laughs) Don't age. I was looking at that too. Yeah. <laughs> um, my other question is: Is Dead Prince's first album a classic to you guys? Not for me.
1: I think it is. It's a it's a really solid album. Like real solid for that time.
0: Speak on that so. six. Speak,
2: speak on that. Why it's not? I I never really gave it a whole lot of spin. I I listened to certain songs off of it. It was so much music that I was listening to, and I was actually in the midst of like creating a whole bunch of different stuff back when they dropped their first album. So they 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 was I listened to them, but I wasn't vibing with them too heavy. I liked a lot of what they did, but I wasn't like they weren't in my they weren't in my 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 range of view when I was listening to music back then. I was so I was like heavily creating back then.
0: I could I could see that that was a ninety nine two thousand album, but let me say this: the Animal and Man off that album was dope. The Animal. That was and man. one of the
1: main songs I was thinking of because everybody thinking like, "Yeah, probably like, oh, you know, whatever." But like the joints that was on the album, like what was the other one? My sex was crazy. Like they had some jams on there.
0: Yeah, they had some dope ass songs. <laughs> uh, uh, Police State. That whole album was crazy, and in, in the last mm-hmm. couple cuts that were like. Way, 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 number 44, number 45 were dope cuts too. So, mm-hmm. um, they had some really, uh, what's the other one? Oh, yeah, and I said animal and man, mm-hmm. um, be healthy was another one that they had that on there. That's good, yeah. I don't eat no meat, no dairy, no sweets. Like, though, that I think that was a six man go back and listen to that,
2: man. If you get a chance, man, I probably will, but I don't be listening to too much music anyway nowadays, man. I just be like. Mm. I just be in my in my own little zone, in my own little bubble. I it, I I had to I had to keep my mind clean and clear when it comes to like creating otherwise. I'm I'll go down the wormhole and won't create shit. I
0: hear mm. you. I hear you, but I think that I think this this is more like the soul food that'll stick to you, you know.
2: And
1: um, it's old, so it's like revisiting, and that was kind of like the beauty of kind of the glutton of good music that we had back then. Like, we could go back and listen to stuff that we missed and rediscover stuff, because what right. was on this? I don't think I was listening to an OC album or something. I was like, damn, that nigga was cold as hell. I didn't even get a because it was everybody was dropping like Jay Z, yeah. reasonable no doubt, and this and this. Rest and then it's like, who was this guy? Uh, okay, I guess y'all get to it and you never do a 10 year, 15, 20 years later. Like, oh, yeah, let me go and see this though. Like, wow, this is good. Like, you know, it took but
2: me, it took me like probably, I was like five months out when I actually sat and listened to the listening. Like, everybody was like, right, you know saying, raving about the listening when it dropped and mm-hmm. shit like that. Mm-hmm. And, I was busy creating. So by the time I got around mm-hmm. to it to enjoy it on my own and shit like that, it was like, you know what I'm saying? I guess it fit the that's time for me. With all the hype. <laughs> yeah, to listen. I mean, that's how I am though, man. It's like, I don't, I don't like, I, it, it hurt for me to stop what I'm doing to catch something when it's hot. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like, I want to catch it when ain't nobody talking about it. When mm-hmm. I'm not hearing all that, that background noise about it and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And I, you know what I'm saying I'll, I'll copy it or I might just fucking stream it or whatever I'll see what, how I feel about it um, I feel like that when people do Dead that Prez when people album, do it now
1: yeah.
2: I remember Dead Prayers album but like I said when, when, when I was creating I was like trying to build my own soundscape and shit I was like because I know Master Ace dropped the album around at same time mm-hmm. uh, there was a lot of people who dropped some projects soundbars came out around that time sleep on him too like that motherfucker was oh Master Ace got some crazy joint right, like sound bombing 2 came out when that one came out yeah right on that
1: time. yeah sound bombing oh, 2 was cold yeah so yeah i remember all that shit because
2: that's when styles p really hit like stood out from the locks
1: oh yeah you know i think that? his album was out around that Gangsta time yeah. Oh, yeah, that was matt joint
0: man you um, know it because you know what that. i was on
2: I remember yeah, the, I was, that whole era, man. It's just, like I said, for me, uh, like we was doing shows and shit back then. I remember like, I remember like me and Paul Vegas been working with Walt at the time. This is when Paul Vegas started working with Dead Prez a little bit. You know what I'm saying? He did some shit for for them, for one of their mixtapes and shit. And this when uh, Nappy Roots first dropped. You know what I'm saying? That whole little era was kind of wild.
0: What's up with Paul Vegas? Because he hit me up a couple of times to do some music and then disappeared. Is he still like uh, tied to the. Uh,
2: the? I know he ain't been with Circuit 94 in years, but he got his own shit going on. He is, got his own, he got a product line that he's been pushing a lot and stuff like that. I know he had stepped away from making music because he was pushing his product line. So he got back into the music maybe like last year or the year before.
0: Okay. Because he, yeah, I think he said he was still tied to the military or something like that. Or maybe yeah, I, I think got it wrong. Yeah, I think he's still in the Navy. Yeah, and he was like, "Dude, he's like, man, I'm moving around so much, so I don't have time to really sit down and get get anything together for you." I just told him, "Let me know when you when you're ready." Um, I think you kind of know what what I do, so. All right. Yeah, music back at that at that that from eighties to that early or that late mid nineties was some of the craziest music that came out. Even at that early two thousand era. You know, I I enjoy quite a bit. I enjoyed quite a bit of that shit.
1: Very innovative uh, times, like really from that the beginning to what you were saying to then, and then you know we got a couple artists that moved a needle in different ways. Like Kanye moved a needle in different ways musically, and what changed all of that?
2: What changed all of that, bro? Honestly, it's the fact that Napster cracked the code, and 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 the industry started hemorrhaging money. And when the industry started hemorrhaging money, they started streamlining what their artists can and can't put out. And artists stop being like, you got a lot of creative artists, but they don't get the same shine because that's not what's marketable. So now the industry just playing catch up.
1: Uh Artists the can't internet do also does. gives freedom because if you are a dog and you go out there and promote yourself, then fuck them labels because we had not already seen it a couple times. Like, I'm still disappointed in Drake for signing to a label because I think he could have did it without a label. I still think Kanye could have done a label. label and Kanye. It's um, one
2: of those things though, like a record label affords you their promotional budget. That's it. It's a, it's a fucking it. bank loan. That's it. And I think that's what got exposed in the in, in the 2000s. Like prior to that, mm-hmm. people just looked at it as some glamour shit. They looked right, at it. you got on you guys did, oh, yay, right? And but now, like what's being exposed is the fact that so many artists are in debt and they're like almost like in, per, in perpetual slave relationships with these labels because they didn't know going in that it was a trap. Some artists can benefit <laughs> from it. Like if you really got the talent, you can eat well because you control the sound. But if you just mm-hmm. an artist that gets signed to label and all you got is a good pen or you play some keys and you really don't have like the charisma, you don't have the vision and you don't got a good team of management and lawyers behind you, you're going to get jammed up and you're going to be stuck. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. In 360 mm-hmm. deal.
0: And I think the other part of that was that you had two guys uh, that I know of that were really talking about owning. I don't want to deal. I want partnerships. I don't want to deal. Master P. And baby wrap a lot records. We don't want no record deals. We want partnerships. Here, I want 80%. Y'all take the 20 Everything else come to me. Y'all do all the uh promotion and the pushing the mar- and, and all that. And that's cool. Yep. And mm-hmm. then and then later on, Dane jumped in. He was like, mm-hmm. they can say what they want about me, but I know what I'm talking about. That's why I'm in these meetings. And that's why they don't want me in these meetings. So you you saw those guys pushing to say, dude, we we we're not looking to sign our artists to you guys. We are looking to get our shit pushed. That's all we that's all we want. We we're looking to get the, the 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 records out. We want we want to get the records heard. We don't want to get artists signed to you guys for these long term deals, and they getting fucked.
2: Now it's hard for for partnerships to even occur with labels because. These labels are already getting money from from streaming apps because they already invested in those, so they don't really need. They, there's no benefit to partnering up with an artist unless the artist already has over a million, you know, what I'm saying streams or whatever. Yeah, or like you got
0: to have some major clout for them now. And, <laughs> and, and I think a lot of them. I, I think right a lot now. of them. I think a lot of them own these streaming sites. And it's not to shit on nobody or say nothing, you know. But mm-hmm. I know think,
2: they 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 have uh they they major shareholders with these these streaming sites i don't think it, i don't think that uh they can they can actually own a streaming service without it being a public no you public got, you, got you can have a big percentage of it though yeah but that's what i'm saying though like you can have five different labels invested in one streaming service that's how it is with uh spotify that's how it mm-hmm. is with, with with uh soundcloud you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying soundcloud was independent for a minute and uh Chance was Chance was literally trying to get them to uh, sell to him and his team so they could kind of keep it independent. But they decided to go with, I think, Warner Brothers and something else, which, I mean, I guess for longevity's sake is, is, is smart. But eventually it really takes it, all, all
1: the turn into everything else. It, over yeah. time, it always happened gradually, not at first. They let it be what it is at first because they want to keep the the ecosystem of people. But eventually it just turned into some bullshit.
0: Yeah. But six, we had I think we had talked about that years ago that this is what, what the next phase was. Google would end yeah, up grabbing yeah. up all and, this shit.
2: And what's crazy though is like the the, the the nasty part about it is that the the industry knows that it's antiquated and is struggling to try to stay alive. But what they what was feeding them is people who don't educate themselves on why the industry is not even necessary no more.
0: You should use the internet. You should use the internet to your to your benefit for the for the betterment of yourself, and that's where reading and and finding out information and talking to the OGs, the masterpieces.
2: That's why, like a lot of these festivals, like a lot, like you talk, you hear about like South by Southwest, you hear about uh, Rolling Loud, you hear about Lollapalooza. All of these are label based festivals these are corporate festivals these ain't fucking grassroots festivals like people like to imagine them to be interscope owns fucking uh south by southwest you know what i'm saying they own that brand each one of these these that's why these festivals got names that, that stand out because they they brands they ain't they ain't mm-hmm. real festivals they're just fucking brands they fucking uh showcases that's all a fucking concert is is a fucking showcase mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying it's just so it's commercial marketing it, selling tickets is just a perk. If they could sell merchant tickets, you know what I'm saying? That's a perk. But what they really want to do is sell the the the, the, the venue, Right. Yeah. you know, they, down. they want to put the bodies in place so they can say they, they capitalized on it.
0: Yep, they don't want those venues sitting out there not making no money while they're keeping these lights on. Huh? And you know, they they tied into all that the clubs, the venues, the, the concert halls, all that. Like they're they're yep. a part of all that shit. And they can pull a plug on, it on you if they don't want you in there.
2: Yeah, you see how they do, mm-hmm. motherfuckers? They kick motherfuckers off the damn, the, uh, the festival list in the heartbeat. Unless yeah. they like, they, they're a big draw. Like when Kanye backed out of uh,
1: Coachella,
2: Coachella, they couldn't even figure out who to replace him with. They was going to try to replace him with uh, Weekend, but Weekend name ain't as big as Kanye. So they were like, fuck it, we're just going to take that out."
1: no they was trying to not pay him as much too and he went with that he was like,
2: <laughs> so he was like yeah because how do you, how do you not be. pay how do you not pay the biggest name on your fucking list mm-hmm. not that's what that was about price. you got to pay him his price so
1: that's what
0: regimented. that was about
2: yep oh yeah
0: you know i don't be i don't be um I don't, I don't pay attention to it at all i i do not. I'd be in my books, I'd be on this podcast, I'd be working on music or, or, or listening to beats. I don't I'd be so i I'm so out of the loop on a lot of the stuff that's going on. I have no
2: idea. I think that what these young artists need to start paying more attention to is what the market value of what their art is, as opposed mm-hmm. to just, just putting it all out there and just trying to trying to be the hottest fucking song that gets streamed on TikTok. They got to figure out what the market <laughs> value for their song is because it I've never seen so much uh evolution in the sound as I have in the last 10 years. Oh, yeah. Over the course of hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Like the sound seems the same, but it's depth. Like if you go back and listen to a song that's like 10 years old, that shit sound only thing that sounds similar maybe the the trap. 808. Song. But everything else, like the, the the actual aesthetic of the music, is like it's evolving into some old homogenous pop record type shit, even with like sample-based rappers. Mm. They're just taking loops. There's looping some shit.
1: Nobody yeah, no real creativity no. no more. Nobody really I running. can't even front. Even a lot of the stuff that I like as far as like kind of like melodic stuff is a lot of that. You know, just like, oh, we like this song, we are just gonna loop it. Whereas before they would be chopping the sample up, even from Kanye, who would do a loop, he would still add a lot to it. Now it's just like, they just be rapping over the shit. I know that Six and uh, Smith and uh, uh,
0: Sir Ethics, I know y'all big on that, like taking the sample, chopping it up so can't nobody know what it is that you're actually doing and using.
2: A lot of people, like they be wanting beats and shit and they be like, can you just loop this part? i like, dude, that's, that's pointless mm. because you can't do nothing with it. And especially in modern times, you, yeah, you got you, got you a, a song that you like to a beat that you like, but you can't do nothing with it. You can't market it. You can't sell it. You can't do shit to it. But you're going to just play it for your mama? Why would I waste my time for a song you can only play for your mama?
0: I was ahead of the game uh, with, with not doing hooks. Motherfuckers wouldn't even listen to me. I'm like, yo, I ain't got to do no hook. Just let me rap for a minute, and 30, minute, and 40 seconds. Now all of a sudden everybody's doing that shit. Mm -hmm. Gentlemen, are we Uh, yeah, I was about to say I gotta piss,
2: so
0: (laughs) you wanna you wanna y'all wanna pause it or y'all wanna keep going?
1: Um it's almost yeah, it's three something. I'm gonna have to get on to some. It's three something, I gotta get on to some other stuff.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of Faux Profits Podcast with the brothers for the link up where we sync up, think up, drink up, and stink up. My man Creed, it's good to see you as always, but Yes, brother. sir. Yes, sir. I appreciate you jumping on here with me, man
1: yeah no problem man. i think we lost six already he yeah. ran off
0: yeah you know he had to go uh relieve his bladder and everything so <laughs> ladies and gentlemen remember the mission statement when you striving for greatness god never put you in the driver's seat if it's taken yes you Love. get you <laughs>